0: Good evening, Alex, and uh, welcome to the CASA update for the week of 5.30, 2016. Sorry we missed last week, but, uh, you know, I worked for a slave driver that was uh, intent on trying to kill me last week, so <laughs> I didn't get to do a show.
1: Brutal. What's, uh, what's <laughs>
0: been going on? <laughs> what's new and exciting?
1: Oh, man. Um, first of all, is is the level back to normal? Are we at a decent spot it's, now?
0: It's good. Uh, okay. Okay.
1: Cool. Um so uh yeah, last week I was in uh, Las Vegas at VPX. Um I got I got to talk a little bit about it on uh, Kevin's show on Sunday. Ah. Uh, last Sunday. <laughs>
0: I've
1: been I've been home for a solid week and like I've left the apartment once to go grocery <laughs> shopping.
0: So it's so like a vacation kind that's, of
1: That's no, I've been working, with the exception of yesterday and Saturday. I even worked a little bit Saturday. Um, okay. I, I have been working from my desk, um, vigilantly. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. But yeah, that's just that's kind of the impact that Las Vegas has on me. Um, okay.
0: Uh,
1: so three days at a convention in Las Vegas will make me want to just draw the blinds and stay inside for a week. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Not, that's necessarily.
0: What, Not necessarily a bad thing.
1: No, uh, it's been good. Uh, and I'm hitting the road again tomorrow. Uh, I am flying to Oklahoma City, and then uh, we'll be catching a ride to Norman, Oklahoma, to meet with Representative Tom Cole. Oh, um, I remember
0: you uh, talked about that before, yeah.
1: Yep, the cool. the author, uh, sponsor of um, H.R. 2058 and co because he's a co-sponsor or co-author of uh, Cole the Old Bishop Amendment, uh-huh. um, so that will be a meeting. Uh, Sean Gore uh, is is sort of facilitating that, I believe. Uh, myself, I believe Cap O'Rourke from Safada is mm-hmm. going, um, and I think I think Greg might still be touring Mississippi, but uh, he was invited to come as well. Nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to have a nice mm-hmm. sit down with, with Representative Cole and, uh, and chat about some things. I don't, I don't know anything else other than that, but I'm sure we'll have something to report uh, That's awesome. soon.
0: That's awesome.
1: Um, that being a very interesting topic of discussion uh, on the interwebs, uh, I've, I sincerely mm-hmm. hope that we have cleared this up by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just to reiterate, in case people have not gotten the, the memo, um, uh, first of all, we are kind of on our on our own schedule. We had updated our call to action uh, for HR twenty fifty to include uh, a message that is supportive of the Cole Bishop amendment. Um, so that and that's sort of just. It's sort of on top of what we had already had going for um, HR twenty fifty eight. So if you have not participated in that, um, that you're still able to participate uh, in that, uh, and uh, we will be releasing a uh, call to action specific to Cole Bishop. Probably, I assume we're looking at the first half of June.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, hopefully the timing works out and it is coordinated with uh, sort of on the ground face to face lobbying efforts in D.C. Um, those are really the most effective. You have people going in and talking about an issue and then that lawmaker is also receiving lots of emails from constituents about that issue. It has a lot more impact that way and so uh, we are consciously trying to coordinate something like that. Um, so. Yes, and uh, even since the last time I talked about uh, H.R. 2050, I believe we picked up two more co-sponsors last week. Mm -hmm. Um, That brings the total to five or six for May. Um, So, uh, yeah, and this was kind of my my hope and my feeling was that once the deeming regulations came out and people started to see just how horrible they were, uh, that people would be, you know, Beaten on the doors of their lawmakers, saying, "Hey, you got to change this, man," sure. and uh, we would start seeing some more support. Um, yeah. So uh, that is that. Uh, the other thing, I, it's a little, it's it's a little too late to bring it up, but it's still important um, okay. today. Despite, by the way, uh, I hope everyone is having a somber and reflective Memorial Day. Um, <laughs> And uh, I I can't. It's one of I can't wish people a happy Memorial Day. That that doesn't seem appropriate. So um, I hope that we've all taken some time to look back and express your individual appreciation for those who have given their lives and service to our country. And um, what better way to uh, honor their sacrifice than to participate in the legislative process? in our country that it is a, a cornerstone of our democracy. Um, if you are in the state of Illinois, uh, apparently you didn't have a choice but to participate <laughs> in your legislative process today. Um, they were in session. And um, the uh, Tobacco 21 Bill, SB3011, um, was in... I. I <laughs> kind of unexpectedly shifted to a different committee. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was in like the Consumer Protection Committee or something. Uh, It got moved to a public health committee and was uh, heard today that was around 4 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, So I don't know, I don't have any information about the outcome of that. Um, But uh, since they shifted it to a new committee, our previous alert, where we were asking people to send uh, send in witness slips to f- express opposition to the bill, mm-hmm. it had to be done again. Um, and I got I saw this about I don't know less than an hour before the hearing was supposed to start. So um, it sounds like we got a few people that were able to participate in time. Um, I just sent out an email blast about it, but. Uh, Yeah, I I I don't quite. It's it's. I haven't dug into the history of like when this announcement was made, but uh, that's 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 particularly shifty, Um, and uh, especially on what you know most people who aren't who don't work in customer service or sales um, regard as a holiday. Um, I I have typically always had some sort of customer service related job, either in food service or the the rental industry. So I. Um, have never really had, I I rarely get these kind of Monday holidays off, um, unless July 4th or Christmas falls on it. So, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Illinois, uh, waiting to see the outcome of that committee hearing, um, New York state, uh, and this goes to a larger, uh, subject that we'll be kind of rehashing um, as we go forward. Um, So now that the FDA deeming regulations are out, we can reasonably expect to see states uh, feeling somewhat emboldened to uh, reintroduce or introduce legislation that uh, updates their code to include vapor products in their definition of tobacco. Um, Also do other silly things like prohibit the sales of flavors. Um, Tobacco 21 is just Tobacco 21 no matter what. That's going to be an issue for for many years to come. Um, So yeah, any of the stuff that we have been talking about, taxes, indoor use bans, flavor bans, restrictions on retailers and so on. Um, yeah. All of that is is still on the table. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of these things are issues that the deeming regulations do not address, yeah. uh, and of course when you're going to gut the entire industry, you don't really need to address these issues specifically. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, there was a press conference in Albany last week, and uh, the usual suspects, uh, Linda Blumen or Linda Rosenthal, Rosenthal, Rosenthal <laughs> and Kemp Hannon, and uh, the ACS, ALA, AHA, and I think someone from the Roswell Park Cancer Center, which is odd because that I That is
0: very I, weird. I because had,
1: yeah. I it was uh, they had been actually speaking favorably. Uh, yes of vapor products, and I watched that BBC Horizon documentary this afternoon, right. and uh, they interview uh, a, a, a researcher, scientist from Roswell Park, mm-hmm. uh, who is, is monitoring, you know, studying the secondhand exposure uh, mm-hmm. effects of, of vapor products, and uh, you, you know, his own studies seem to suggest that there really was no, no risk. Right. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> odd to see their name on that list of people at the press conference. Um, yeah, I got a I got a quote in uh, to kind of a local uh, public radio's piece, um, basically repeating some of the recommendations for Public Health England and the Royal College of Physicians. Um, but uh, when I was in Albany with the the, the folks from Safada, uh, we had asked several lawmakers, you know, you know, you know, know, here's a couple of bills that we're concerned about and what do you think about this? And all of them sort of said, yeah, you know, something like this might get through, something like an indoor use ban might get through the House, but the Senate isn't going to do anything with it. This is just not going to move. Um, so I have actually kind of intentionally held off on putting out a call to action for this issue um, because, number one, uh, I, I don't really want these lawmakers thinking about it. Um, I would prefer this kind of lame press conference to sort of fade into memory. And um, uh, I, I would, yeah, rather just not bring it up if we don't have to. Um, and I, I haven't heard anything back from New York's uh, Safada people uh, in regards to, oh, yeah, suddenly this is an issue and we need to get on it. So um, if anybody's curious as to why we haven't put anything out about it, that's why the the okay. information that I had so far is that uh, this might move in one house and we, you know might activate on that, uh, but it's not doesn't have a whole lot of um, doesn't have a lot of juice to get through the Senate. Yeah. Speaking of New York, and I haven't dug into this a whole lot, um, but to sort of dig even deeper into this whole let's pay attention to our states thing. Um, I got, I've gotten a couple of emails and a couple of phone calls in the past uh, three or four days from folks on Long Island. Um, right. Apparently, uh, ridiculous vapor regulations are spreading like a small brush fire in Long Island. Right. Um, so uh, I have Islip Township and is it Brookhaven? I think, it's, I think my handwriting is atrocious. I think that's supposed to be Brookhaven <laughs> Township. Um, both have had uh, hearings and or ordinances passed in the past month, past couple weeks actually. Um, and so I just wanted to put it out there. Uh, if you live on Long Island, please check in with your city council and see what's going on. Right. Uh, I suspect this would be a lot like Massachusetts where it kind of, you know, your neighboring municipality gets it in their head that this is a good idea, so why the hell not? Right. Um, but uh, I, I will be devoting some time looking into this and seeing if there's anything we can do about it. Right. Um, but again, you know, someone pointed this out to me again over the, while we were in Las Vegas um, that you know, local your your city council is where a lot of things get started. Sure. If enough sure. municipalities get in there and it's, it's somewhat easy to get things through a city council. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot of media attention on things, uh, even if it is a controversial uh, topic. I guess the media kind of looks at it and says, you know, oh, well, that's just a small population of people, not a big deal. Um, right. Or, you know, maybe you'll hear about it in the media, but it doesn't really get a whole lot of traction. I mean, unless they're actually, like... You know, I mean unless your city government is actually murdering people um, <laughs> you know like it's probably not going to make it to the national news right um, but uh, things like you know what most of the country might regard as and most of the country does sort of feel that prohibiting vaping indoors is a good idea um, uh, I, I forget the, the recent polls but uh, I think it is actually kind of not in our favor um, and considering that we are not a majority, um, that also kind of helps things. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, things like restrictions on vapor products is not typically too controversial, and, and getting some, a movement like that going at the local level is pretty easy for them to do. So, um, everyone should be advised to to pay attention to your your local local policymakers um, on deck. For tomorrow, I have, uh, Pennsylvania is looking at its 40% wholesale tax again. Um, the state assembly is going back into session on June 6th. That's next Monday. And, uh, the discussion about the budget will be on everyone's plate and, uh, the forty percent wholesale tax is absolutely on the table again. So uh, we will. I will be releasing a call to action tomorrow for that. Okay. People in Pennsylvania make phone calls send emails, um, sure. and emails, uh, and we can we can defeat this again. I am hopeful, mm-hmm. not not entirely certain, but hopeful.
0: I, I'm, I, how many times so far have they brought that up this year?
1: Well, as far as I understand it. Um, I, I could, could be getting this wrong, they never really quite finished their budget from last year. So Pennsylvania has been operating in 2016 without a, a real budget. Right. They, they've got whatever they needed to pass to kind of get by, uh-huh. uh, but as far as I remember it, uh, it was never really finalized. So we had this discussion last year. The vapor tax and what was supposed to be a a, a, a new tax on smokeless was was all that stuff was taken out, um, and they still had some gaps to fill, um, and uh, and then it was brought back up again in one last push to finalize the budget, taken out, um, and so I, I I'm not really sure what the 2016 budget ended up looking like, um, okay. but you know it's like, you know you, you can't just sort of you don't just hide your checkbook in a drawer and it magically balances itself. So it's kind of the same thing. Like anything that was unresolved from 2016 is going to be unresolved for 2017. So here we are again. And I, I suspect that until, you know, lawmakers actually get it through their head that enacting a vapor tax is actually going to cost them money. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that, that, that it's just they're gonna keep looking at this as, as an option um, well, I
0: mean what was what was the place that passed it where they thought they were gonna get 1.2 million dollars and they got something ridiculous like 15,000 um, taxes
1: Yeah that was a county in Maryland and I yeah don't know why it's escaping me right now yeah, so it's, it's like outside of it's like north and west of Baltimore. Yeah. Um, I, I I apologize, but yeah, they they have taken in the well, the last one we looked at. I think Greg had looked at the numbers, and it was for the first quarter they had taken in like one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> it just does, definitely does not put them on track to reaching yeah. their their estimate.
0: I mean, it's it's really sad because I'm assuming they estimate those numbers like they estimate drug deal money. You know, and this this can't, it it isn't even taxed that way. I don't even know how you could. And I think there's confusion about how to make that money back. And it's almost a shame that we can't, every time someone wants to enact it, we can't show them what other municipalities have made, that it's actually cost them money to try and enforce this. Because, I don't know, I I just think it'd be interesting...
1: And there's there's so many variations. I mean, you have, for example, the the wholesale tax on nicotine in in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's that's very specific. Um, and then you have the five cent per milliliter tax in North Carolina, which has not been. Uh, I think that start did that start last summer, or was that uh, going? I think that went into effect last summer. Right. Um, and. Uh, So yeah, I guess you've got a full year of revenue from that, um, and then you have the more uh, uh, steeper proposals that are out there. Um, Well, you have I think what uh, um, uh, what is Kansas like a twenty percent wholesale tax? Yeah, um, which has been kind of deferred until uh, the beginning of next year. Juneau, Alaska, passed a forty percent wholesale tax, Ooh. and then you have all these other you know cities. Chicago is obviously the like the worst offender here with seventy five cents per milliliter. Yeah, um, and uh, so again, that's it's it's relatively new, mm-hmm. but it, it sort of initially has had such an impact um, that that yeah that would be you know there will be official data there somewhere. Right. Um, I, I don't know who the person is to put that together, um, but uh, but yeah, that's, that's that's it's a very important uh, bit of information to reference. Yeah. Not that they are going to care, I mean, I, I think, you know, people seem to think that, <clears throat> I, I think I remember reading an article about this, it might have been something that you sent to me a, over a year ago, um, yeah. when lawmakers see dollar signs in a proposal, mm-hmm. all that other feedback about, you know, where this policy has failed in other mm-hmm. communities, it, all that sort of seems to be faded and it doesn't really have an impact. They All they see is that potential for revenue. Right. Um, and and I, I, there's also, I think, a, a feeling of like, well, that's, that's not going to happen in my community where, you know, <laughs> We're real good about that kind of thing. So we'll we'll absolutely collect every cent. No one sure. no one will be disloyal to this town and go shop elsewhere. S- yeah. Support the local music scene, man. Come up front and dance. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I, I just I think the data would be interesting on that. Maybe I'll maybe that's something I'll I'll look at. For fun, you know, because I like money. <laughs> <laughs> It's something I find interesting, and I would, I would love to see the results, so that's something I'm going to look at. Maybe I can put something together. Yeah. Which, the data would be interesting, if nothing else.
1: Yeah, it would make for a great uh, talking point or a chart to put in with uh, the other tax talking points that we have available in our, in our Google Drive.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> fun fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um yeah. Uh I actually earlier in this show actually played the Ben Swan video.
1: Yeah, I sent you that link thinking it was something new, but uh it's been around for a few days now. Um
0: Well, he's doing he's doing actually he, starting in June, he he has like his own separate from what he does for broadcast television. He has his own like sort of YouTube network that he does videos for and he's going to do a four-part series on the FDA so I'm kind of hoping mm. that if response was really good he'll cover that and that and that would be really interesting too
1: yeah um, I, I uh, appreciate it. I didn't know that he was also uh, in, affiliated with uh, like a local uh, yeah. it was CBS yeah. station yeah um, so that was that was that was good to see, yeah, you know a lot of people are, and it's not just the usual suspects seem to be picking up on just how horrible the f d a regulations are,
0: yeah, um, well, you know they kind of are they're 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 so, they're so egregiously terrible that you know anybody can see it. It seems like it's not just us, you know what I mean, usually it's just us preaching to the choir. But I see people sharing that who don't vape, don't have anything to do with vaping, don't like smoking or anything like that, but they're actually mad at the government for even proposing it. So that's kind of hopeful, I think.
1: Yeah, it, it just it 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 will be such a tremendous waste of, of resources and um, talent, actually, yeah. you know, to implement these regulations. It, it just it goes against everything that that we, as a country, I think have, at least in the past, been known for. You know the the, the scrappy backyard innovators um, <laughs> yeah. that, that used to, you know we used to have a lot more of them that solved a lot more problems, and um, and now it's just that all of that has been kind of pushed aside in favor of big corporate profits. Or I mean, I guess I guess the last bastion of of backyard innovators is is Silicon Valley, um, and even that is kind of out of reach for most people. So
0: yeah, exactly. <coughs> so it's right now. It's it's really interesting. It's interesting to see how many people are are just finding out about the FDA stuff. I got to tell two vapors at work, and they looked like they were going to fall over. So. We've got two new CASA members.
1: <laughs> yeah, so just maybe a little storytelling commentary about VPX. Mm-hmm. Um, VPX, this was the second uh, Vape Expo post-deeming. Um, I was in Pennsylvania at the Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Central Pennsylvania Vape Expo, which is a smaller event, um, noticeably smaller event. Um, but uh, still some, some, you know, lots of people were there um, and, uh, and then went to VPX last weekend, uh, which was huge. I mean, there was tons of, of manufacturers and, and, and retailers there, um, and it's Las Vegas. I mean, just sure. tons of people. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of... I think I actually spoke to one person. I spent my time kind of floating around to people that I knew and um, was able to get was able to kind of expand on one of our members had actually posted this little kind of mini mini flyer
0: right.
1: um, PDF thing in, in our, our Facebook group. Okay. And uh, I sort of took that and, and expanded on it a little bit, made them smaller. Uh, they can fit. I mean, you can you can sort of fold this in half and slip it into a box with an eighteen six hundred and fifty battery, right. um, and so it fits pretty well in just about any box that that a, that a mod would come in, uh-huh. um, or you know a box with 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 e liquid. Um, so I uh, worked on that uh, to you know get little, little stacks handed out to several people that were at the event so that they could hand them out with all the orders going out. Um, either they could take it home, or they could send it out to people that were coming by the booth. Um, so anyway, I, as I was walking away, I uh, stopped by. I guess it was one of these kids kind of, you know, stepped up and was like, "Hey, how are you doing today? You know, you want to try the, our, our e-liquid?" And they were they were next to a booth that was clearly infringing on some IP, um, and uh, I don't remember the name of their company, uh, oh, right. either of their companies. Um, but uh, I kind of was like, you know, no, not really, but here's a, here's a flyer for, you know, august8th.org. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, what's this? And I was like, well, do you know what August 8th is? He's like, no. I was like, are you familiar with the FDA deeming regulations? And he kind of got that, you know, what kind of look <laughs> on his face. And it's just like, oh, man, like, this is, this is, it's as bad as we thought. I mean, yeah, you know, you gotta think that there are. I, I have a list of over eight thousand retail locations throughout the country, um, and that's that's not even all of them. I'm sure there's well over ten thousand retail locations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and all of that is being stocked by you know well over a thousand manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I I would unfortunately estimate that well over well over half the industry does not understand what just happened <laughs> um, and a lot of these people are new so you kind yeah. of have an excuse I get it but right. um, it, it's it does seem to me a bit shocking that anybody would come into this space uh, without doing some basic research yeah. seeing as it is, Nicotine. It is a controversial product, sure. Um, and uh, even even people who are just picking up this product for the first time, you know, it should be, uh, you know, somewhat aware of the potential controversy here. It's not potential anymore. It's yeah. It is controversial. So it's kind yeah. of
0: surprising to me. The manufacturers aren't telling the the retail. Look, well, no, it's not. No, it's not that's bad for their business
1: yeah and 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 here's the thing and I I I don't quite know how to preface this in the right legal way first of all I'm not offering legal advice not I'm not a lawyer Uh, even if I was a lawyer I'm not your lawyer so um, just take it with a grain of salt but be aware um, I know that we have several people who are retailers who listen to this and, and follow us on the various outlets. Um, one of the things that was brought up at one of the kind of speaking portions of the VPX show was, um, I'll just kind of quote, uh, you know, uh, my I, I buy product from a particular manufacturer and they say that they are ready for the FDA deeming regulations. Um, now, I'm not going to say that that's impossible, um, but it is <laughs> pretty much impossible. Um, yep. I, I have spoken to at least one person who has been uh, diligently um, going through the process of, of understanding, at the very least, what right. they need to be doing to be FDA compliant mm-hmm. um, and uh, they have been working on this issue since before the deeming regulations came out. Yeah. That's probably, as far as I know, the only person that might have a, a heads up or a head start uh, in this process. Um, There is nobody at this time who can confidently say they are prepared to be compliant with the FDA deeming regulations. I
0: don't don't think anybody can because the FDA can't even adequately, from page to page, tell you exactly what they want. Page 58 contradicts page 182, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when you ask them... They don't even have like a straight answer. They just quote the regs. It's not really helping.
1: Yeah, that was actually something. Shell Hamill pointed this out at the um, VPX thing. It was a Q and A with her and Greg Conley. and she was recounting her experience in the past couple weeks with calling the FDA. And um, you know, you call one person, they give you one answer. Uh, you call another, you call back, and you get a different answer. Or they call you back and you get a different answer. So even even FDA staff are having a hard time interpreting this. And, sure. and yeah, like you said, if you watch the webinars, um, which is somebody somebody has affectionately named uh, the the guy the general that is there or whatever his I don't know what his rank is, but um, he's got some he's got some decorations on his on his mm-hmm. uniform. Um, he uh, 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 Captain Vaporoo. <laughs> um, because I, I mean seriously, like the the only thing that this that, that set needs is like some, you know, cut out like set, you know, trees and maybe a clubhouse and you know, I keep waiting for like a stuffed mascot to come out.
0: Oh um, god. It, it is, <laughs> if they are bad. They're really the webinars are terrible.
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult to watch, but I, I do appreciate the fact that um they are taking Uh, the practical advice of you have to kind of produce things that are on like a fifth grade level I think to reach a maximum number of people Um, and I will say given some of the people that I have met in the industry that's the level that they need to be addressed at Um, and it's, it's, it's very very difficult and I and I. I don't mean that in an insulting way. No, no,
0: no. I no think
1: it's a very I, practical observation.
0: Yeah, no, it, and it's not insulting, but it's also deeming regulations are not scintillating rating. They're not even scintillating discussion. Discussion. They're they're boring. Yeah. When John Oliver talked about net neutrality, he said that the government had finally found the way to pass something evil. And it was by sticking it inside of something boring, which is kind of what they've done with both these webinars and and with deeming. It's evil and it's boring and it's so boring that that almost wins out over you trying to understand it. But even they don't understand it. So how do you enforce what you cannot understand?
1: I think what they don't understand is the market. Yeah, they
0: want to take the complicated and make it really simple. That's and anything yeah, but simple. Yeah,
1: and and that's the real kind of that's the real purpose of these deeming regulations is to uh, reduce it down to a more manageable size. Um, it can be. No, uh, and and they they have neglected to acknowledge um, in any real way that taking away the diverse vapor industry. Basically, you know, if you if you confine us to just a few closed systems, whether they're tanks or not, um, the rest of the products are going to be on a black market.
0: Yes, they are. Um,
1: and they, 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 there is an awful lot of chest puffing and, oh, well, we'll enforce the rules, blah, blah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I, I just, this, this industry was born in somebody's kitchen, in somebody's garage, in somebody's basement. There is... Absolutely nothing stopping it from going back to that. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah.
0: and and people aren't stupid. They remember mail order with using money order, and I could see conceivably things going back that way. You know, if you push something hard enough, people will find a way around it, and and they're pushing just silly stuff.
1: I I was in I was in treatment I was in substance abuse I was in addiction treatment inpatient okay. recovery mm-hmm. uh, with a guy who was who lived in New York City mm-hmm. and he could have heroin delivered to his apartment. Oh, so yeah. if I can get heroin delivered to my apartment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm pretty sure I can find some cotton candy high nicotine liquid and a specialty box mod you you don't even um
0: you don't even need to go to the dark web to find this stuff i mean and here's here's the thing if you search etsy you know the handmade craft market Mm -hmm. you search it with the right terms you you could walk out of etsy with anything anything (laughs) It's not Craigslist, but you have to have the right search terms, and it's really not hard to find anything there, and the FDA is completely unprepared for what they're going to deal with. Yeah. That's all I have to say.
1: Yeah, and they'll be asking for um, more money in an appropriations bill in 2019 (laughs) or 2018 in order Mm -hmm. to... um, up their enforcement that will ultimately fail and just end up costing people a lot of money. And lives.
0: It's funny how people forget the grand experiment. You know what the grand experiment was? Prohibition. That was our nation's grand experiment. People forget the things that happened during Prohibition and how unstoppable it was. And the only way the government really could attempt to stop the black market in alcohol was getting ethyl alcohol manufacturers to poison their product. Mm, right. So I'm not saying the government would do that. I'm just saying, th- certain things are unstoppable. Yeah. This is one of those things.
1: I think I, I think I talked about this. Did I talk tell you about my? Yeah, I talked about the New Jersey flavor ban. Yeah. Yeah. I got a proper eye roll from a, <laughs> from a New Jersey senator when I mentioned uh, flavored alcohol products.
0: But it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> well, so here a- we are on the precipice of another massive national public health disaster. <laughs> um, and I guess I should probably provide a little bit of more update. Um, in terms of what we are doing, uh, I have gotten a few emails asking um, about where is the best place to send our money, and you know what kind of material benchmarks does the coalition have, or what you know, right? What are these organizations doing? Um, it is. Uh, I need to kind of echo or restate some things that I said in, in Las Vegas, which is um, at this stage. We are likely not going to see a whole lot of um, achieving certain benchmarks. Um, We are still in the, you know, the the regulations have been out for less than a month Um, and uh, there are strategies that are are forming, have been forming. There are things that are in play like HR 2058 and the Cole Bishop amendment. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know, things have been in motion since before the deeming regulations. Things are going to be started in motion in the in the coming months. Mm-hmm. Um, we will likely see another surge of interest uh, on August eighth, sure. um, and uh, you know all of those things contribute to more people being aware and more people taking action. Mm-hmm. Um, CASA has uh, we put out an announcement last week um, that we are getting behind the. Um, Right to be Smoke Free Coalition lawsuit, um, which is uh, that this is, I, I think I'm, I'm describing this correctly. This will be different. This, this is not the Indiana lawsuit that Right to okay. be Smoke Free originally f- uh, formed behind. This mm-hmm. will be a different um, lawsuit uh, tailored to uh, the deeming regulations. Sure. Um, so uh, more details about that will be will be coming up. Um, mm-hmm. But that is a bit of a financial—that's financial support on our on our part right. um, going towards that. Um, and then the, one of the other important things to remember is that you know a legislative solution is f- this year. Um, you know, I I think that we can all be somewhat hopeful about Cole Bishop. You know, right. Going the distance, uh-huh. um, but it's not wise to put all all of our eggs in that basket. Um, and this effort to change the predicate date, mm-hmm. it does not actually have to happen this year. It would be great if it did, and, sure. and there's no reason that we should abandon any effort to make that happen this year, mm-hmm. um, and we're not. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, a, a, a more meaningful legislative solution to this is likely to uh, either start or happen in 2017 possibly going into 2018 right. um, there's a lot that can be done there's a lot that needs to be done before mm-hmm. FDA starts the the really big enforcement which is um, sending letters to people demanding that they take their products off the market which right. that happens in 2018 yeah um, so so yeah I, 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 I hate to say this because you know, sending money to to organizations is obviously sending money, and um, right. and and I feel like you know to be in order to be respectful, I should have a little bit more to show for it than just, hey, trust us, man. Um, but at this point, um, you know, it, it really is a matter of, uh, you know, we Casaw has a track record of working very hard. Uh, to, to get things, to get information and resources and, and opportunities for engagement out to the community. Um, and so, uh, you know, take that as, as evidence of, of how dedicated we are to getting, uh, getting this done. And, right. uh, you know, I'm not openly soliciting donations, uh, but if you are uh, considering a donation, please, by all means, Send us your money. We're gonna put it to work. We're gonna put it to work.
0: We are. Um, um, what I was gonna say. Go ahead.
1: Oh, and I was gonna say, and if it's something that, that we are not capable of, but we are in a position to support financially, then that's where we will direct money. Case in point, um, this lawsuit from Right to Be Smoke Free. Sure. So,
0: what I was gonna say is, it, it took the FDA how many years to write this? And what we had at first wasn't half as bad as this. And even knowing that we started formulating things back then, look how long it took them to come up with this document. If you think this kind of thing can be fought and won in a month, you don't understand the wheels of government. They turn slow. We're just trying to turn a little quicker than they are
1: yeah there's there's no silver bullet there's no one person no one organization no one effort that's going to solve this um, and um, you know I the the worst case well a potential best case in my mind is it would be that we go all the way to August 8th 2018 and FDA starts the enforcement and it gets as bad as as we think it'll get and then we start seeing the regulations get rolled back. Um, people are, you know, we have a lot of reason to believe that this is going to be horrible. Um, that there, there should be no doubt in anybody's mind um, but there are still hundreds of lawmakers that would actually like to see some tangible evidence first and they're not going to act until, you know, and it's, it's a human thing. Uh, You know, we're, we're just, we're not going to spring into action until the building is actually on fire. (laughs) And for a lot of people, for potentially millions of, of vapor consumers, that's what it's going to take. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I agree. But uh, don't, think that CASA or SFATA or AVA or, or any, a num- any of a number of other organizations don't think that they're not working really hard on this. This is industry to some. This is what changed their lives to others. You don't just give up on that sort of thing. That I That I firmly believe. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess that's it. Uh, unless you want to talk about Ron Johnson's letter, uh, Senator Johnson's letter.
1: Um, I, I think maybe we'll talk about it next week, because okay. tomorrow, tomorrow is the deadline for FDA to respond to that. Yeah. Um, so I, I will be curious <laughs> what kind of response uh, that they're going to come up with. Well, um,
0: they, you did hear when they said they were going to respond to him privately didn't you? Am I the only one that saw that on their Twitter? Oh, I know. I
1: I, I totally missed that. Um... Yeah,
0: they said on their Twitter that it was was a governmental matter and they were going to respond to him privately. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? That's not going to go well for them, I think. I think people are going to demand transparency in that and I don't blame them. They have every right to have transparency in that. Well, yeah. I mean, response. that's kind of
1: kind of what we have. I mean, I guess they're going to make us FOIA, so um, I'm well, sure I'm sure Greg or Jeff Steyer already has that typed up.
0: Oh yeah, fire up the FOIA machine, man. That's some good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah, and I guess that's it for this week, Alex.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but uh, we'll hopefully be able to catch it next week, and um, and yeah. Thank you. Thank you thank for you. having having me on.
0: It's always a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. And thank you for everything you do for us, Alex. Have a good night, and we will see you next week. Yep. Good night.
1: Good night.